Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Can't teach weird, Ben. You can't teach weird? You shouldn't try. That's a good point. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel, as always, joined by Marcus Parks. Marcus, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I want to say thank you for all the kind tweets that I woke up to this morning. I did uh, Fox News' Red Eye last night, and it's a real joy because it airs at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's when they let giants on television. (laughs) And I always wake up, and it's like Christmas morning. And today I looked on Twitter, and I I had a little package, and I opened it up, and what did it say? Fag. (laughs) I just got one tweet. Somebody just chose to tweet at me the word fag. <laughs> no, nothing else. No context. Just fag. Uh, do you remember? Do you know what they're? Uh, did you? I'm, I'm assuming you went and checked out past tweets. I went and checked out their profile page, and believe it or not, a large picture of Donald Trump. <laughs> I, I can't believe his followers would say something so offensive. Oh, so he's fellow Team Trump. Well, I'm not on Team Trump. Team Trump's <laughs> too sleepy for me now. He's done. He's over. The whole thing's falling apart. We uh, we are gonna, we are joined in the studio by uh, Cave Comedy uh, Creek in the Cave. Wait, what is, what's the name of this thing? Cave Comedy we, Radio. Cave You've Comedy been working Radio. here for five years. Uh, uh, <laughs> Cave Comedy Radio volunteer uh, Sonia is with us. Hi. Thanks for being here, Sonia. We're going to talk about some university stuff. We'll keep it fairly light, fairly fluffy on this episode um, because you know why not? Why not? We had a great time. Uh, Apologies for the episode being a little bit late this week. Uh, Marcus and I were in, uh, Marcus, I, and Henry Zabrowski were in Washington, D.C. this past Saturday for a live last podcast on the left. And what a time it was. It was wonderful. Oh, my God. You know what I got to start doing, Marcus? What? Saying no to shots. Too many shots. (laughs) Holy Christ. So we do the show. It's in a conference room. Yeah. And what what a great place to be. It was very, very nice. The fluorescent lights were just perfect stage lighting. Who, you know, who needs a stage? We certainly didn't, and we didn't have one, so thank God we don't need one. And uh, after the show, obviously, we all went out to a bar, and people kept on buying shots for us. Henry says uh, no at some point. You say no at some point. And you know what happened? They just gave me triple shots. (laughs) All the shots are bought. Henry says no. Marcus says no. I'm taking three for the team. I end up crying three hours later. <laughs> Good God! And then everyone, I'm so damn tall. Double for Kissel. I'm just, I'm just a man. I'm just a man. I gotta start being able to say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But in Wisconsin, they'll they'll take you behind a, a, a tree and beat you till you're dead if you say no to a shot. Maybe they just figure because of your size. That's a, like- that's what I'm saying. But it's all wrong. <laughs> 
I got a liver just like anybody else. I'm not that much larger. Although there was a picture that was taken and uh, outside of the uh, outside of the White House, mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason in this picture, we discussed it on the HH Holmes episode of the last podcast on the left. For some reason, I just I, I looked like I was about to uh, hit you guys both on the head with the uh, with the uh, curved ed- uh, end of a spoon and eat you like eggs. You look like <laughs> you were about to grind our bones to bake your bread. Yes, yes, I was about to uh, eat you like a hard boiled egg and then. <laughs> Yeah, grind you into bread and things like that. So uh, let's discuss. The reason we got Sonia in it, uh, in studio today is because she's a lot younger than Marcus and I. <laughs> and uh, she's much more fresh off of a college campus oh, uh, than Marcus you. and I as well. Too kind. Yeah. Fresh off a college campus. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to sell you I was to gonna, some porno well, also, site. I was going to say, this sounds like a casting couch. <laughs> right, right, a right. little bit. <laughs> it does. Outrage all over America. There's a lot of things going on. We're going into war uh, with uh, in Syria. Uh, we, have a, we have a new proxy war happening on the grounds there. We still have Yemen going on. ISIS is on the rise. Uh, Putin is making massive gains in the, uh, in the Ukraine. TPP has been passed. There's a, so many things to protest, but for some reason, kids on college campuses are focusing on uh, political correct. We're uh, focusing on language and what yeah. they per- perceive to be non politically correct language uh, spoken by chancellors or whatever it might be. In my personal imp- uh, impression, I think it's sad for the current college kid because things to protest aren't like marcus said before the show uh the year 2000 we had the iraq war our classes we did get to protest the iraq war it was very very fun it was super cool and it was super useless super useless but a great (laughs) time but it was super cool i remember going out registering people to vote for the 2004 elections like we got to get bush out of office right we had something to rally against Mm -hmm. because it was very exciting it was very sexy like right now it's like i'm reading this book called the psychopath test Mm -hmm. uh it's a it's a wonderful book but the guy makes a very good point in it he said if you want truly want to be evil be boring mm. and that mm. is where we are right now the, all of these things are very complicated very boring most people don't even know why we're in syria people most people don't even know that we're in yemen the trans-pacific partnership is very complicated right the keystone pipeline is very boring uh right. and that's what these guys have figured out and by the way I want to say the liberal uh, Trudeau, the man who was just elected prime minister in Canada, is for the Keystone Pipeline, which is definitive proof that it is nothing but a political football. <laughs> it's political football. And it has nothing to do with the environment. It was total nonsense, like I've said since day one. Yeah. All right. So let's get to some college campuses. The University of Missouri, Yale, and now today... Uh, Ithaca yeah. is having a student walkout. So let's start with uh, let's start with the University of Missouri. There was a situation with the uh, with the chancellor. People said that he said something racist, and uh, they were protesting. During the protest, there was an assistant professor. What's her name? Melissa Click. Melissa Click. Melissa Click, and she has red hair, and she doesn't represent all of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They were having a protest, a student journalist. Ironically enough, Melissa Click works in the journalism department, and she's studying pop culture. Yeah. What a genius. I can't believe... Her and ha- Harvey Levin. I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> if you're studying God pop culture... What are you... Like, on, honestly, like, as somebody who, like, loves pop culture, yeah. like... To turn it into a career sounds... What's the career? Like, is it? You, you can't go anywhere with a career. Paid. Maybe she could you be a reporter for TMZ. 
I mean, that's the thing, is that, like, uh, we were talking about before the show, is that, yeah, it's like, but doing pop culture reporting and pop culture research and all that, that's fucking awesome, but you gotta learn how to do it yourself, man. You gotta get out there, you gotta learn the basics of journalism, and then you get out there, and you find your own way. You can't let anybody tell you how to get there. This Melissa <laughs> Click is no Mary Hart. What's going on in these college campuses? You were, you were, you were just on one in 2011. Did you feel as if the students were going a little off the rails when it came to the motivation for them protesting? Oh, God. No, we didn't. We didn't do any of that. You didn't protest. No, we didn't do any of that, which is weird because we were in this. I was in Albany, so it was the state capital of New York. So somebody was always protesting downtown, but there was nothing on campus. The only thing I remember is like the Giants won the Super Bowl and people lost their shit. Yeah, right, right, right. That's about it. (laughs) We protested nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I I mean, I kind of, I I get that. We were in between. It does seem like you guys were very much in between. Yeah, because us, like, we graduated in two. You Do we both graduate in two thousand six? I was 2005. Okay, 2005, 2006. We both went to school 2000, 2001. So, yeah, we were post 9-11. We were right at the Iraq War. We were right in the prime, the juiciest of Bush Ooh. years. Oh, yeah. Super yeah. juicy Bush years. Uh, super, <laughs> super juicy Bush years. Also something you can find on some bizarre smut site. Good God, that's a gross sentence. It is, it is a But we did have we had something... Yeah, we had something clear, (laughs) very, very, very clear to protest. And now I think they also have something, it's clear what they can protest. But you know why they don't protest the government, Marcus? Why? It's because there's a black Democrat in office. You think so? Of course it is. As soon as a Republican gets in office, they all do the exact same thing. Democrats are shielded uh, by a protective bubble of media and and perceived... Um, uh, you know, honest. They, Barack Obama's perceived as honest. He's done every single thing oh, yeah. that uh, that uh, you know W. Bush did. He's expanded many things that W. Bush started. So it's not as if he is some peacetime president. Ironically enough, when he pulled out of Iraq, uh, he created ISIS, and now we're going to go in for another 10-year, 15-year battle against them because the situation has gotten so bad. W. Bush, again, the perfect person to protest because mm-hmm. he is just a... A perceived fascist Republican, and uh, you can say whatever you want about George W. Bush, and all you're going to be doing is having sex with more women. <laughs> but if you're on a college campus and you make fun of Barack Obama, uh, you know you're going to have yourself a lot of uh, isolated nights in the dorm rooms alone playing Call of Duty with the person with a 15 year old over in Tacoma. See, it's funny how that works because when I when Obama was elected the first time, I was a sophomore, and I was the only person in my room who voted for him. Everybody right. voted for McCain. Isn't that something? Not a lot of college kids voted for McCain. He did not do well with the youth vote whatsoever. What dorm were you in? Were you in John McCain uh, (laughs) dorms? I must have been. I don't know. I guess it's a lot of, it was a lot of, uh, like, Long Island conservatives. A couple Long Island conservatives. Oh, yeah. They'll vote for McCain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long Island does not get enough credit for being super conservative. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that, uh, yeah, college kids, they don't know what to protest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to find these, you have to find... Uh, you know, anything that you can. And obviously, uh, you know, anything racially charged is going to get a lot of media and things like that. So they were protesting on Missouri's campus. This click woman, uh, again with the red hair, shut down a student <laughs> journalist, and uh, and then she immediately asked for muscle. Did you yeah. see this? Yeah. Which, we need some muscle over here, which as a big six foot seven man is a nightmare. You know, she's just, whenever you go to a bar That's and you know, you, oh my, it's me. I'm the muscle. I'm all fat. I mean, you're I'm just, a bouncer. I was a bouncer, but I was a very kind bouncer and I almost got fired for reading a book. <laughs> That's right. That's which a book? Uh, the Stranger. 
by oh. Camus. Oh, you were one of those intellectual bouncers. Still have no idea who the goddamn guy was. <laughs> uh, I, I finished the book. I said, who is that guy? And I was like, oh, that's the boy. <laughs> Whatever. Give me a character, would you? <laughs> that would have helped out quite a bit. So she, she calls over for some muscle. And uh, so sadly, of course, some, you know, actually it, it ended up being a, a couple of chicks that went to uh, escort the gentleman out there. But there was a certain irony to it, obviously, being a uh, being a journalism, uh, pseudo journalism professor that they would shut down the discussion. I actually feel bad for college kids right now on campus, like we were saying earlier, because there isn't. Uh, in their minds, anything that is fat in vogue to really protest. And you're at this point, college campuses are so indebted to the people uh, that pay to go to them. I mean, it's 10 grand uh, for the University of Missouri. If you're in state, it's 25 grand a year. If you're out of state, you're really just kind of a bargain. I mean, it's not that bad compared to how other schools go. That's very true, but it's insanely expensive. Ten yeah. grand per semester or per year? Per year. Per year. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, yeah it's That's a hell of a lot of money. And it's, Especially- a hell, it's a hell of a lot. I think uh, tuition was six grand a year for me when I, uh, as I graduated oh. for a state school. Yeah, and then 25 grand if, if you're not there. So what you're doing is you're really just paying for a space camp experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going in. If you went to space camp, you would fantasize about, you know, being Buzz Aldrin or walking, you know, being somebody who can go to Mars, or maybe you fantasize about that crazy astronaut woman who wore a diaper and drove cross country to kill her uh, <gasps> oh, ex boyfriend yeah. or husband. Yeah. Was she was it? great. And now you have kids who are going to college campuses. They want to be the next, you know, John Kerry, burning their draft card, throwing away their medals of honor. They want to be the next Stokely Carmichael. They want to be the next new revolutionary uh, person in the civil who, rights movement. In the civil rights <laughs> movement. But in reality, they are. Uh, they're, it's it's they are paying for the ability to uh, to really just uh, it's, it's make believe. They get to play make believe, and the university is knows for a fact that you can't you can't piss off these students that much because these students are the only reason the institution is in place. I mean, it very much is a give and take. You know, it's they it's a symbiotic relationship, but there is really only one side that's actually benefiting from it, and that is the university. <coughs> excuse me, the university system itself. Oh yeah. So the Missouri uh, University football players, they actually went on strike. The head coach also signed uh, the pledge. They were not going to play um, their football game, which is, of course, they're the major catalyst for uh, for money for the majority of um, of colleges is their football team, especially Division One colleges. The, the sad thing is they got not, they got the, they got the dean to resign. This Mister this Wolf character. He's probably just a totally normal dude, whatever, just being sort of an out-of-touch Dean Warmer type, you know, (laughs) from Animal House. But the sad thing is there are true complaints that these college athletes, specifically football players, have that were not even close to addressed. College football, college athletes, specifically football athletes, are indentured servants to the degree that they do not have guaranteed scholarships. If they get injured, they're out. You know, there is, and then it's immediately thrown back to wherever the hell they've come from. There is no, um, they, they don't have the rights to, to, uh, to their own license. So they're used, their, their, their faces, their numbers, their physical mannerisms, their stats are used in these video games that are, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, the NCAA EA sports video games. Mm-hmm. They don't get a cut of that. They can't even sign autographs on the street and charge 20 bucks. We were over in Coney Island. We met with Virgil. Remember that? Yeah. The, the WWE of WWF at the time, now WWE wrestler, 
I got an autograph from him. He charged me twenty five bucks. <laughs> it was a it was a very expensive autograph. And my girlfriend at the time, I said, make it out to my girlfriend. And he said, hey, uh, you got you got the best butt around. And you know what she did? She let me keep it. <laughs> she didn't even she didn't even take the damn thing. I wouldn't want that. She was cold. <laughs> she oh. was. But you got to be able. So there are so many things to protest for these college football athletes. And so if all of the football players across the country and all of these universities would say, we're not playing until we can, at the very least, get a kickback from how much money you guys are making off of our, off of our likeness and off of, you know, they don't put their names in these video games. Yeah. They just put the number. And they don't put the names on the jerseys, they just put the number. Just the number, yeah. but it's just so And they so think obvious. that's okay. They're right. like, okay, that's, we're not exploiting them, we don't use their names. Right. Mm. And, uh, and the kids... These these uh, student athletes they get three meals a day. Oftentimes they go to sleep starving, which is completely insane. So there are so many re- reasonable and rational things that they could be protesting. And because your uh, dean, who was just an older dude, uh, mildly misspoke because he doesn't understand what the new invoke terms are, that is not a reason to uh, to shut down an entire college campus. But what do you think? Do you think that uh, college kids? Are, why, why do you think they're pro? Do you think it's make believe, or do you really feel like they're doing something? They think they're doing some major social change. I mean, I think just the way it is, it's just changing. Like things are just changing now. It's all internet activism, and it seems kind of like bullshit. I right. feel like it seems like bullshit because you attach a hashtag to it, but that's really how a conversation starts. Uh, like, but as a, uh, I mean, you're supposed to be a woman of color. Woman, I, of- I don't like this woman. <laughs> woman of color. Can uh, we? But, uh, how's that? Can we? Is it offensive if we shorten it to walks? That yes. sounds racist. <laughs> that walks. It sounds like a, a little wash. I, I I sound like a cooking product. <laughs> yeah, walk. <laughs> got a I dirty oven. You got to no, try no, walk. No, no, It's walk with a C. I, I, I'm I the ghost of Billy Mays here. Got a brand new product, walks. Um, I, I guess I sort of subscribe to that because I'm just that far out and I spend my fair share of time following like the root.com and things right. like that. Like those sort of, sometimes it's a little bit like the outrage is just, I don't know, like, well, we'll get to Ithaca, but Ithaca to me seems a little. We can get to Ithaca right now. Yeah. So in Ithaca College, there's a, currently a there's dramatic. a walkout and there's a hashtag right now attached to this walkout called crisis at Ithaca. Crisis at Ithaca. <laughs> Crisis. Again, the Ukraine is burning. We're going into a war uh, in Syria that's going to probably cost us many American lives. That's not a crisis. There's a crisis at Ithaca. Marcus, what happened there? Well, how would all They say that there's been a couple of controversial incidents this semester. It started with this uh, event called Blue Sky Reimagining Kickoff. Which is, God, whatever happened to just like... You know. Orientation. Yeah, that kind of works. <laughs> Blue sky reimagining kickoff. Blue sky reimagining kickoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so okay. there was at uh, the, at this event. Uh, it was an alumni event. There was a, a panel going on, uh, and this woman, a woman of color, uh, Tatiana Sai, she said that she had a quote savage hunger to succeed, mm. and then. Later on in the panel, a couple of other alumni on the panel, uh, white folk, said that referred to her savage hunger once again. They referred to her as savage. Uh, And uh, that apparently is grounds 
for a whole mess of hullabaloo. But they were using it based off of what she what said she previously. But yeah, based off of what she right. said. That like that, and you know, of course, the 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 big problem is that there's a connotation right. of savages and uh, black people throughout history, uh, and because of that, uh, they are those had to be statements issued, and then after that, there was there had to be statements issued. Th- there was a this full- is getting serious. <laughs> it's a crisis. I, that yeah. is crisis, a statements have been issued. Ithaca. Yeah. <laughs> Crisis at Ithaca. Statements have been issued. Right. And then uh, they had uh, plans to draw up an event uh, where they were going to have a dialogue about it, but that wasn't good enough for some of the people. They uh, There was half of the attendees walked out because they weren't happy with the way that it was going. This is the problem. Because it with- wasn't going exactly how they wanted it to. Right. They didn't say... People didn't say exactly. There's no compromise This here. is the problem with standardized testing, <laughs> with, with living in a bubble world, with living um, uh, in a world of mass restriction. Yes. Which after Columbine, we talk about it all the time. There's no adaptation. There's no adaptation. There is no fluidity. There is no improbability that these kids are learning at a young age. After Columbine, 1999, 420, the entire high school middle school, elementary school systems changed. Mm. Doors were locked. Police were put in schools. Kids were in lockstep. Hitler youth. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Hitler youth. And they don't have the ability. And this is, this is, these kids are not, uh, fully developed yet and I don't want to be uh, you know rude about that they say the brain fully develops at 25 I was a total moron yeah Uh, Yeah. believe believe it or not oh yeah I had a habit of stealing signposts yeah I used to steal all the signposts oh I'll steal a stop sign that'll be great we don't uh, ask what corner that was because I'm sure there was a collision <laughs> and I'm probably responsible for a family of five being murdered. Oh, gosh. Being killed in some car accident. He's, don't worry. He's responsible for much worse than that. Okay. Mm. All right. No, not really. Not really. Not really. <laughs> so they don't understand, like, why do you have to plan a dialogue to discuss it? Discuss it. Yeah. Go and have a conversation well, with a dialogue about people. a dialogue. It's a dialogue about a dialogue, which is why we have no discussion. We're talking about having a dialogue. We've been talking about having a dialogue for a long time, but we never actually get to the talk. Yeah. It's like when my father circled me, uh, cornered me in the kitchen to have the sex talk. We just talked about Canadian bacon. <laughs> you know, we were, we, you know, and then at the end, we were just, my dad was like, so that was good. We just made lunch. <laughs> Nothing happened. You know, we just yeah. talked about having the talk. And he's like, you know, we're supposed to have the talk. I was like, I, I know, and this bacon's great. He's like, that is good bacon. Man, we'll talk. We'll have that talk. One of these talks, huh? and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then at the end, I swear to God, he said, "Wear a condom," and I said, "Okay, <laughs> whatever." Yeah, it's like col- corporate culture too. It's the meeting to ha- to plan the meeting, right? You know, it's all this preparation to do something that never actually happens. You know, it's all. It's almost like we have lives of busy work now, where we never actually do anything of substance. We just prepare. We're just wasting our time, and it seems like that's what they want us to do. They just want us to waste our time why and what are you learning you know i mean really what is the uh, the education here is i mean i suppose you are let's just try to look at some benefits i guess of you know student protests i i suppose you learn to community organize you learn to like you know get together in a in a group i don't see there doesn't seem to be a lot of um differing opinions uh, being discussed, so that sort of lacks the the foundation of the university, which was supposed to be about intellectualism and debate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I can't really think of too many good uh, good reasons for these for these walkouts. And so theoretically, the 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 crisis at Ithaca, they just want these uh, alumni to uh, burn their diplomas. I mean, like like, like John Kerry burned like uh, you know like people used to burn their draft cards in no. the seventies. No, they, they just want them to burn down and, and pretend as if they were never there. They want the stu- they want the. Um, Part, they, essentially, they want their lives to be ruined, uh, and that's what we've that's what we've talked. That's what they talk. That right. We've talked about this on the show plenty of times. They want Google death. They want to make these people every time someone Google's their, na- their name. They want the first thing that pops up is this person is a racist. This person is right. a misogynist. This person is homophobic. That's what that's what they want. And they but, want to ruin that person's life forever because right. once that happens, whether it's true or not, whether it's taken out of context or not, that's it. That you're done. Right. Right. It is a it's, big deal. Uh, it's why I can never become a teacher. Because the first thing that comes up when you Google my name is me talking about murder, mayhem, destruction. <laughs> never going to happen. I'm never going to become a teacher. You can become a teacher. You think so? Absolutely. Ooh, Catholic thinking- schools will take anybody. Catholic schools will take it. Absolutely. They're gonna, but they're going to have some issue with all the hell Satan talk. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah, Catholics talk about Satan a lot. <laughs> and to some degree, they do hail him. There's no doubt. Teachers are going to be armed. You're going to be, you know, it'll be fine. They, they, they're looking for more dangerous people now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what they want in high school teachers nowadays. Danger. That's right. right. A little bit of an edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you're not racist. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> no, and, that, and that's. Not a racist. And that is another it's thing. Amazing, that, though. It's become and, such a bad word. And it's crazy. Like, we were talking about, like, a. a you know, talk about last podcast just a little bit as far as things like the internet culture goes is that, you know, we just got done doing an Aleister Crowley left-hand path episode and people are fine with him manipulating people, with him destroying people, with him having just a an absolute swath of destruction everywhere that he went. With the, They're fine with the pedophilia that he is alleged to have uh, mm. committed, mm. but then somebody on the page posted... Alistair Crowley was a racist. And it and all of a sudden it's like, well, oh well, okay. Well, I can't get by that. Let's not like, go too I'm far. Fine. I'm That's fine where with I him. draw the line. Yeah, right. I'm fine with the kitty diddling. But Jesus right. Oh, he's okay. a racist. Let's go nah. let's go quickly to Yale. There was just Kevin Williams, he's a writer for the National Review. And I was on Red Eye with him yesterday. He was actually at this conference in Yale. It was a free speech conference, and people protested it for whatever reason. Um, really, truly, no idea what the reason was. Uh, they just don't like freedom of speech, I guess. And uh, people spat on the, uh, the, the the panelists and things like that. It got completely out of hand. You get the feeling that, do you, do you remember the don't taste? And, and one person was escorted out of the panel literally by the world's most bored security guard <laughs> who's just like, got another one. And it's just the face of privilege, this white dude who is just pathetic and anyone else would have been tased, much like the don't tase me bro who is now apparently an icon to these people. Mm-hmm. We used to mock the don't tase me bro guy. This was, I believe it was 2008 or 2004. Uh, it was somewhere, it was right around uh, the time that uh, videos could be shared on the internet. Right. I don't- think it was more like 2007, 2008. It was at the, the infancy of YouTube. You gotta check out the Don't Taste Me Bro video if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's phenomenal. And we all laughed at that man. 
but for some reason that that kid and but for some reason he seems to now be a civil rights icon to these individuals who love to get hauled out of these panel discussions See, now, do and, you think and then halt a free speech ironically halt a free speech conference now do you think those kids actually know don't tase me bro well, he was an internet phenomenon. But yeah, I mean, these, but these kids were all probably in like middle school. Yeah, I mean, they would it, definitely know then. Yeah, I mean, it was they're I mean, very, very young. Yeah, yeah, very young. Very young. So they may not right. know the actual context of it. Of course, that's you know why you need to know your history. Well. Um, because I guess you know, but that's the weird thing is that now, don't tase me, bro. Is that a part of history now? It is technically. Like technically, it is right. a part of history, but is it a part of important history? Mm. It's very strange. This whole thing has a it has a lot of cultural revolution uh, tones to it. Yeah. that I'm not really. I mean, of course, it's not going to get that far. Uh, there no, won't There's, be millions no. of people killed because they have glasses on. <laughs> but it does. It has this weird silencing uh, of the debate a, feel yes. to it. It has a. It, it's it's very. It people, feels icky. People talk about white people co opting black uh, struggle. Yeah, this is the definition of it. They're at Yale. <laughs> you are at Yale. You have nothing to complain about whatsoever. There is a drone war going on. Protest that. It's very fun. You can make floats. You can have, <laughs> you can have a drone that has a bunch of you know brown chocolate, you can, and you can be like, and you can you can have it throw it on people's heads, and you can be like, you just got drone, dickhead. You know, that would be fun. <laughs> I don't know. So these what kids you, are at Yale. What do you think? Do these kids at Yale have any? I guess grounds to to protest any of this stuff. I mean, I'm I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and assume a lot of them are white. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just yes, a, a shot in the dark. Shot, shot um, in the dark. And yeah, I, I'm also gonna take a shot in the dark. Is when they have pictures of black students at Yale. I got a feeling it's a real tight frame shot. Yeah, 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 yeah Like yeah. Uh, dear white people. Yeah. Did see, no, did I didn't that see that. Oh, no, no, no. I I'm a fan, but it's you know like I watched life. a little bit of it. My life was surrounded as like the the closest thing to a black person mm-hmm. in a in a sea of white people. My nickname, my ongoing nickname, has been Hillary Banks, like for a significant uh, portion of my life. Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel Air. Oh right, right. <laughs> Love Hillary Banks. And you know who did not do a bunch of terrible things to women? Whoever the guy is in the Will Fresh Smith? Prince of Bel Air. Will, Will Smith? Smith? No, the dad. Oh yeah, the Phil. Phil was a good guy. Daddy Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy Phil. Good guy on screen and off screen. <laughs> Isn't that nice? The yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air is officially the new Cosby. Yeah, it's the, it's the new it Cosby show. Be. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. So far, Somebody's it's pretty. Be. They're pretty flawless. I think Carlton turned into a pretty. Oh, he hosts like, America's uh, America's Funniest Home Videos now. Oh, perfect. Will Smith, um, with, with, minus the Scientology, well, but that's personal right. faith. We can't diss it too and much. Even we then, will, but. his Scientology is a little strained. It's, uh, if you uh, listen to page seven, you'll hear us talk about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett's links to Scientology. Looks like in support of their children, possibly being a little sexual fluid. They're going to start backing away from Scientology mm. a little bit. Very so, good. That's the rumors. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but anyway. <laughs> but um, I think, I mean, I, I, I've had this discussion before with black people about, like, m- I don't want to say my being in the middle, but I am of the mind that, like, sometimes white people just need to be educated. Sometimes people will just stick their foot in their mouth and say the wrong thing, but not necessarily. To me, it's all about intention. Right. So if 
but a lot of I think black people and I think now this is the issue on a lot of these campuses is that and this is a lot of the blowback that I got back from like suggesting that we give people a chance that basically it's, it's not their job to educate anyone. So what is and it? Like, so what like is basic, their job? To just like to fight for their existence, which is fine. But I think that like it doesn't it doesn't help you to make enemies along the way. I mean, that sounds that still sounds no shit. like I mean, you know, what I, I mean? understand what you're saying. I mean, it's it, fine. It, it is. I mean, I think the making enemies is just people. because I think what you're getting now with it, you know, people being so God, no actual discussion. It's just like, OK, you're ruined now is that all it does is right. that it is raising uh, racial tension here in yeah. America. Every time there's like this gigantic, you know, I guess blowback over such a tiny little thing. Everyone is tightening. They're puckering up their buttholes a little bit. Everyone's right. getting their hackles raised just a little bit more. And for and what? If you're the political class, it's very good. It's you great. Know, you know your right. voting block much, much more. There is no, you know, people seem to be self-segregating more than they ever did before. I would assume yeah. my friend uh, Tim, uh, who was a, um, an RA at, at, at the university that he went to, he had to write a book. He had to read a book called Why Do Black People Sit Alone in the Lunchroom? The irony was uh, he was one of only, there was two other white RAs and everyone else was black. <laughs> but he had to read that book. And, you know, I mean... Is there the question? I guess is do we just accept human nature for what it is? You know, we're a tribal beings. You know, everyone. I mean, you look at the Middle East. You look anywhere in the world. Everyone kind of sticks to their own. Everyone kind of you know uh, comes together and goes uh, hangs out with people of their same religion. Tends to be same skin color with similar ideologies. The question I guess we have to answer is: Is that a bad thing? You know, people have been the government has been trying to get people to come together for decades and decades and decades. And it just seems as if people innately go back to their corners at the at, when the bell rings and the, and the matches and, and the and the uh, the round is done. Everyone seems to go back to their corner. And you, you wonder if we live in a time now where it's becoming we're becoming so self-segregated and the with the shutting down of all these free speech events with not allowing people to uh take into account what you uh what you mentioned intent behind the words you wonder if we're going back into uh reverting back into the world that uh that we fought so hard against in the 60s and 70s and the 50s i'm starting to see that same thing i think you're right on this so it's it's just but is is that something we just acknowledge as that's what human beings do? Some people are not as, dare I say, evolved as us yeah. New York City kids <laughs> who, well, who, City moved here, who yeah. moved here really with the intention of broadening, uh, broadening our horizon and, well, yeah. and, and meeting new cultures. and, and uh, But not treating – there's also this premise that we have to treat people differently or uh, better or worse based on – for example, there's, there's a difference between embracing – and or between tolerance and acceptance, I tolerate everybody. Yeah, at no point will I not tolerate. Uh, you know, in the summertime, um, somebody who is sitting on the subway who tends to be uh, wearing garb that might not necessarily lend itself to um, flattery, not, not perspiration. <laughs> there, there are there's a certain group of people who perspirate a little bit in the summertime because they wear the same thing they do in the wintertime. Wintertime smell great. <laughs> No, but obviously you tolerate. There's tolerance, but acceptance is is a is a bit of a different thing. You don't, you know, this this forced this idea that you are forced to love, you're you're forced to um, 
uh, agree with, and uh, if you disagree with, then you're completely outcast as a bigot, as a racist. You're you're destroyed online. I think that's a uh, slippery slope and a little bit dangerous, and everybody falls, everyone will fall into it because, uh, you know, there are people. You know, there are people who fought for, uh, you know, desegregation. Okay. Those people are now looking at being like, transgendered people? What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> you know, and transgendered people. God knows 30 years from now what the, you know, a robot marriage. <laughs> you know, so everyone inevitably falls into the trap because the generations continue to change. So I think we have to be very careful not to just destroy people's lives because they're just going through the natural progression of, uh, of what they believe reality to be. And then as it changes, you got to give them a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner being woman of the year, that shook up a lot of white female liberals and a lot of liberals in general. A lot of white chicks were like, no, no, she can't. She's not a woman. No, no, no. no. Excuse me. What was that? No, no, no. Not to mention, too, it pissed off a lot of, like, trans people of color, like, LGBT people of color, people of color in general, because, you know, oh, here she comes with her Republican conservative ideology, having been trans for, like, all of, well, her whole life, life, but having been um, now identified, I guess, as, like, as a woman. But Um, the fact that it's even more, it's difficult to, like, how do I parse the words right like right. i mean it's just so well, it is something that you have to allow people time yeah well i mean it's that old adage you know you can please uh some of the people some of the time but you can never please all the people all the time and now in the internet age when everyone has a voice yeah. and everyone can have a conversation and everyone can get mad there's always going to be somebody at some right. point that gets pay- unless you are the most bland oatmeal person in the world right somebody is going to get pissed off and it depends on how loud that person's voice is. And it's is. always uh, uh, the minority, not the minority. I don't mean this in uh, in skin color, uh, right. you know, um, terms. Yeah. I'm talking, right. for example, the Christmas cups at Starbucks. Uh, oh, there was probably legitimately maybe 500,000 people in this country who are upset about that. I would That's even generous. Say, no, went, I would say maybe a thousand people, th- five thousand okay, people that are super upset about so that. So five thousand people take to Twitter. And they're they're the ones who are the most livid, and everyone else is obviously they got to blow back because it was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they didn't quite have the foothold, but uh, let's see the Star Wars, uh, the black character black being the main character in Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. That was started by two guys, right. and but as since everybody jumped on, like how dare these two people have an opinion that's shitty? Like how dare? So now everyone, so everyone writes think pieces, and that what that does is that just riles people up. Just right. a little bit the more. The people who want to get Raven Simone kicked off of The View because she said something, which was incredibly she says racist. Yeah. <laughs> she, she says, says things. things. Okay. Yes, Raven Simone does say things. She, but she says things. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but that's, it, it's. Like, who's taking their serious commentary from The View? Right. Yeah. Like, really? Like it's on in a dentist's off. Like, it's, it's, it's dental hygienists. It's right. like, it's people behind desks that are watching The View. Yes. Like, oh, man. We got we got to wrap it up, but I think as a society we have to realize that all of this outrage is coming from a very very small group of people, whatever that outrage might be, and we don't have we have to understand and take things with a grain of salt, and it's not the end of the world, and we can't always just give in to uh, these random demands to fire Raven Simone because she said some stupid ass thing on a stupid ass show, or mm-hmm. fire Don Lemon because he's got ridiculous views on policing. Uh, you know, it's just you have to allow people the right to speak. 
And yeah. at the end of the day, I actually think we live in a fairly peaceful society in a lot of ways, considering how much, uh, how many difference, uh, how many differences of people there are in this in this uh, in this culture and in this country. We do okay. We do okay. We, yeah. we try. Yeah, and remember, you know, for every person that you know. For every protest there is against, uh, you know, Ithaca for a couple of people using the wrong adjective, uh, there's some real very scary shit out there to protest. Very real scary right. shit. Dylan Roof that shot up, right. that we've all forgotten about. Dylan Roof that shot up a black congregation specifically because they were black and went through with it even after they treated him wonderfully and with respect. That is dangerous that is real and no one wants to talk about it because it is fucking terrifying and it is dangerous but that is yeah. out there and, and that should be addressed and that is real but no one wants to touch if it. if you see a white kid with a bowl cut tackle him <laughs> he's got a gun he's he's got a gun tackle him and call your local police precinct there's no doubt about it there's no doubt um all right well this is very wonderful stuff it's how, great how i had a great time talking um, about all this sonia Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for working at the Thank station. Thank you for having me. Yes. That's exciting. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> That's Thank great. Thank you for all you do for us. Oh. That's right. Uh, Marcus, how you doing, bud? You got anything coming up? Uh, let's see here. We got Cowman t-shirts for sale. Uh, the Cowman album is available at uh, cowman.bandcamp.com. Uh, we got a new website. Go Uh-oh. check out our new website. And uh, on the website, you can see our new video uh, for Skeleton Dan that was uh, directed and edited by Travis Irvine, who has been on the show before and is also your roommate. That's right. Um, all right, everyone. Don't get offended so easily by things. Halloween costumes. You can be Winnie the Pooh for Halloween. It doesn't offend people with irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> Don't worry about it. There's a lot of bad things out there, so we got to stick together. Um, be nice. Give people a chance. That's right. <laughs> the new Cosby show is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right? It's officially been trumped. Uh, very similar when Paterno lost his uh, most wins in college football history to uh, the non-pedophile uh, enabling Joe, Joe uh, wait, uh, Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden. Yeah. Bobby Bowden. Now yeah. they gave it back to Joe Paterno. But well, Bobby Bowden, you know, I would have rather be Bobby Bowden. I like Bobby Bowden a lot more because yeah. I like Florida State a lot more. But yeah. what are you going to do? And Bobby Bowden's a good uh, good uh, tongue workout if you're a theater student. Bob- <laughs> Bobby Bowden went bobbing. Bobby Bowden went bobbing for bubbles. Bobby Bowden went bobbing for Joe Paterno's a corpse. A corpse. <laughs> I'm Ben Kissel. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Kissel. Uh, go to the Facebook page here on Able Can Stop At. And uh, all right, that's it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye.